0: all right we are recording we're gonna get every every second out of this this conversation so mark drager all the way from canada it's what it's what 4 p.m your time 4 p.m 4 4 p.m
1: friday afternoon
0: and and we're already commiserating poor Tess, who can't have coffee yet because it's 7 a.m and and i just fell out of the shower so i'm having water
1: (laughs) well Here's what I want to start with. Thank you for even taking a shower because <laughs> I typically do not take a shower in the morning. So, I, I did shower this I shaved actually this afternoon yeah. just 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 in preparation. It doesn't for look like project. it. <laughs> well, okay, I did.
0: I believe you, I believe you. So um, we should probably, I guess, this is gonna be, these, this is the tone I want of this conversation going forward. Cause we're gonna be meeting on a regular basis. There's gonna be a whole lot of Canada versus Australia. It's, that already started before I pressed record. So uh, sadly we missed the accent, but I have a feeling the accent, the pretend accent is gonna pop in from time to time.
1: It, it just um, might. Oh, you yes. see. Yes, you might be a Sheila, might you not? <laughs> i don't know what that means is it is it sexist or racist what i just said <laughs>
0: <laughs> no 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 so sheila is like it's a woman's name and it's um yes, australian, really, b- it's a really bad australian slang for a woman oh yeah okay. yeah you'd say you, oh. she's a top she's a top aussie sheila she's, okay uh, i will yeah.
1: now do research before making these bold claims
0: <laughs> really good, actually, really good example. Uh, I used to work in the record industry a long time ago, and um, Ray Parker Jr. was doing a promotional tour of Australia and came into our office. And I used to wear some pretty outlandish things to work in those days, mm-hmm. uh, usually vintage, ridiculous combinations of vintage wear. I turned up to the office wearing—I had, I think, I had black tights, nineteen forties high heel shoes. This broderie anglaise white pajama short pajama pants, so they were okay. shorts, but they were from a pajama and some and a sparkly silver top. And uh, Ray Parker Jr. turned around and said to me, "If you were my daughter and came to work looking like that, I'd smack you on the fanny." And when he saw my face, he th- he said. Oh, I understand it. Fanny might mean something different. in uh, Australia. <laughs> England, it, it, Scotland, sorry. Ireland,
1: Australia—something very, very different.
0: Yeah. yeah. So we would call it, you know. Yep. We don't. You, yep. You're referring to your back bum, and we're referring to your front yes. bum when we're funny. Oh. So there you go. We went. So way. there we go. We
1: set the tone <laughs> for these types of conversations. My my hope is that is that Tess, you'll have me back sometime, and we'll be able to hang out. <laughs> well, you know, I'm
0: hoping free. the audience will have us both back. <laughs>
1: hey if you're still listening
0: we love what, you this is
1: what you're in for it's <laughs> gonna get so what, 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 some what, are we doing? what are we doing here
0: well I was thinking about this this morning I was thinking about um, probably one of the biggest barriers to getting engaged in social media work uh, that my clients have mm-hmm. is this fear of being imperfect so I very deliberately yesterday did a video um, a little bit of an unboxing of some of the awesome science kits that we received in the mail uh this week for my kids um mm-hmm. home education, some homeschooling now. And um sorry, you're homeschooling your kids? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I just very recently, yeah, my older son has some some learning needs that have been a challenge to be met mm-hmm. in the classroom. Both really bright kids, love learning. Okay. So we're taking this adventure. So this is our little little side adventure at the moment. Um, so I did a video yesterday showing what's in these science kits because I've got a bunch of people really curious to know how I'm balancing two businesses mm. and yeah, you know, homeschooling my kids. And uh, had just come back for a, a walk and was all hot and sweaty, no makeup, really deliberately did a video anyway because so many of my clients are stuck in this idea of having to be perfect mm. and having to look a certain way before they can do any kind of social media content work. And it reminded me of how you've not done a Facebook live video, which I must say caused rather a bit of mirth amongst my clients. When I mentioned that in a group call the other day, and I'm taking bets on what was going to happen.
1: Hold on. Whoa. So, so you, you bring me up. <laughs>
0: I do, yeah. I, everyone gets call. talked about Yeah, I did. I did. I said to them, you know, Mark's done a lot. Mark's a social media guru.
1: Oh, wow, thank worldwide, you.
0: Worldwide, worldwide. Thank you. And uh, we will be talking about the gurueness of social media and all the good things that are going to come out of that. But no, I was talking about, you know, everybody has their barriers and, and I don't know what, what's prevented you from doing a Facebook live stream. I've seen you live on, on Instagram plenty of times. Mm-hmm yeah so it's not a it's not a fear thing obviously it's just a is it a perfect no, thing a fear. Is a fear it a
1: it might be it, it probably is a fear thing so yeah,
0: nice. um
1: yeah i mean do we want to dig into this like or but i'm more in terms of in terms of the bet so you explain you explain oh, you know that, yeah? okay. that to your clients and the people in your circle that uh most yeah. of us are completely terrified that people will judge us that yeah, we will absolutely. do something wrong that will be yeah. perceived a certain way we don't want to so um, and so you explained to them that, that despite the fact that I'm willing to jump on a podcast or stand up on stage or even host my own podcast or yeah, all of yeah, this yeah. stuff that, that I'm actually, <laughs> I still haven't done an Instagram yeah. live so, yet.
0: <laughs> look, so what I can do like right now, I can put us live on Facebook right now. I could do sure. that.
1: That wouldn't bother Let's me. Let's
0: do that. That wouldn't bother you. So no. it's different, isn't it? It's, it's, it's a funny thing. So I'm going to put it on a page. Here we go. Okay. It's going onto my page. Okay. There we go. So we're now live on Facebook. But doing your own, so that doesn't bother you?
1: No. So here's the thing. So, so uh, as you may know, you know, we have, as m- many of your listeners uh, may know, uh, you, yeah. we have a mutual friend, friend Evan Carmichael. We do. And, you know, you've been blasting your YouTube channel by just uploading all of the fun conversations that you've had with him. Uh-
0: I, yeah, I know. My um my um my VA has gotten a bit excited. She discovered that it could do that. And Evan, I must say, Evan has said to me, use the content, do whatever you want to do with the content. And I've been cringing thinking Evan's getting these emails saying no,
1: Don't worry about it. Don't uh, worry about it. He, he <laughs> literally know, does not notice or care. But we have a mutual friend and every Wednesday morning I jump on him. Who <laughs>
0: neither notices nor cares.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I have <laughs> even if he did notice he would not care. But yeah. uh but uh I, I mean, we, we do a 30 minute IG live uh, every yes. Wednesday just to, I love you, it. to help me practice. To be honest with you, we're doing it because it's fun, but mostly yeah. um, I need more. I need more practice with, with live Q and a, like the ability to take a question completely on random time and then, and then respond with a thoughtful way. I, I just need more practice at that. It's very challenging.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's the thing. So with a live stream video, my live stream world started now. I can't find you. Hang on a second. I'm going back to go. So I started doing um, all my social media stuff started with live stream video and it was all Q and A. So I would respond to everybody as they came on live and people would say hello and I'd say hello back and people would ask a question and I would answer. And these things would go on for a very long time. They'd be really long. Um, so over the past 12 months, I've been training myself to be more, um, Edited, if you like, well, not so much edited, but focused, distilled, um, you know, having starting it and Evan's talked to me about this and Steve and you, so Evan and I have the same agent in New York mm-hmm. and Steve's talked to me about this as well. So the process has been one of having a really clear message and getting that out there, but I still do that live, but I don't do it as a and A anymore. I save the Q and A's for what goes on in my mentoring groups, um, And there's part of me that still wants to do more Q&A kind of stuff on, whether it's on Instagram or Facebook, because I love that interaction. I really Mm -hmm. love that engagement with the audience. And um, I guess, you know, sometimes you do have to make stuff up and I don't mean lie. I mean, you know, on the fly, you have to come up with an answer on the fly or say, you don't know the answer.
1: Well, I mean, I mean that that I'm more than willing to do. I, I simply yeah. jump on this podcast to, with Evan every week just to try and get the muscle memory down. But I think I think the term, oh my goodness, can you hear all those pings? My kids keep texting me. Are you hearing every single one of them or no?
0: I heard one. I just heard one. My,
1: my goodness. I said, I said, leave me alone. And then they keep coming yeah. down and
0: texting me. And anyway. Yeah,
1: uh, yeah. Mine will, is- mine
0: will turn up soon. Don't worry. <laughs> this one, we'll call this the family hour. Oh, perfect, <laughs> perfect. Uh, But
1: but you know what the term I think that 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 I think comes to mind when I hear what you're Mm. describing is editorialized, and so there can be there can be the live off the cuff conversations like we're having now, where where frankly we did we did a a poor amount of planning, and uh, and we
0: would would call it zero. (laughs) (laughs) Let's be honest.
1: Could we do (laughs) is there anything less than zero even because we didn't even chit chat before we started recording like we did last time so. So,
0: no, we didn't. <laughs> we, we had like two seconds and then it was so funny that I had to press record and then we got se- sensible.
1: <laughs> well, here we are, right? I, Evan would say idea to action, but, but mm. uh, you can have live streams that are Q&A that, that yeah. are completely off the cuff. You can have, um, uh, you know, you can take your phone or your video and you can, you can yeah. have completely off the cuff Concepts as well. Um, the the reason why I like to consider things editorialized or not is because you can do Q and A, but insist that all the Q and A or, or pick and choose the questions that actually follow an arc or a stream. Um, you can have a conversation like this that that has pre-planned messaging points you may want to hit as a host, or or I might want to hit as some as a guest or whatever it might be. And so and so, I think there's actually it's 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 not it's not whether something is packaged or unpackaged or careful or not. It's just what level of editorial, uh, work are you doing to help make sure this is mm. a great experience. And for me, mm. uh, being, being in marketing and in video and in media for, um, almost 20 years, I, I, a little, not, not quite, but it feels, it feels like it's getting close. Uh, mm. I like things to be extremely editorialized because I know that I'm handing the audience something that's a, that's an experience that's, avoid mm. of awkwardness or repetition or people dropping in and out. And that is actually I think the thing that keeps me from just jumping onto a live. Ye- it's, yeah. It's not actually the fear of it's it's not, of of perfection. It's, it's not Yo, it's really not, well mm. maybe it is. But but I like I don't yeah. mind being stupid. Like like I really I really have a pretty low <laughs> Um, okay. I don't know if barrier to entry is the word, but like I'm sitting here right now in my unfinished basement, in my, daughter, my daughter's arts and crafts room. Um, I really don't worry about that. It's actually grabbing my phone and doing a live and realizing there's no one there. And I'm just talking- that, Why
0: them. does that matter? Why does that matter?
1: Well, because it's, I, I don't know. You, you're the therapist. We can dig into that. But, but it's, <laughs> it's like, I got to fill this time and start talking knowing nobody is here and then when someone jumps in um it's now midstream do i start again like i would i would feel so uncomfortable being like oh look hey hey tess welcome yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just yeah. talking about this it's uh, i don't i don't so, know
0: okay so so i guess there's two trends of thought and i've lack done of both so, lack
1: of structure bothers me maybe
0: So so I've imposed some structure in what I'm doing Mm -hmm. and the way I've done... So it used to be completely spontaneous and I was stubborn in my spontaneity, rigidly spontaneous, if you like. So I refused to pre-think, I refused to plan and I would have an idea like, right, I'm going to do a live stream right this second because I just had this idea. And if I didn't get an idea, I wouldn't do a live stream. Now what I do is I actually... Uh, And this was a tip that I got from Nicola Morass, who I am working with at the moment. And she's my mentor at the moment, uh, one of my mentors. And so this idea is a really, it's gold. So what I do is I go into notes on my phone or my iPad or whatever, and I type in something about my idea that I just had. And then I copy and paste that into the description of my live stream. So it's now got a chunk of text, Mm. almost mini blog sized text, Mm -hmm. right? So it's got a, a chunk of reasonable text that gets to the nub of what I'm going to talk about, the idea, the opinion, the reason behind what I'm, what I'm talking about. And then I talk to that idea. And so people, so I have this idea now that people have content in two formats immediately. They've got something they can read. I've got auto um, captions on, which is a funny story in itself, which I'll come back to and um and there's a video, so they can watch the video if they want to. And there's there's difference. I'm not reading a script, so there's you know, there's a bit of difference in the video versus the written, but they're mm-hmm. getting the same message in either or both of those formats. That has changed the game for me completely. And so imposing that structure means that I now treat my live streams as a pre-recorded video. It's just that they go on to the, the thing live, mm-hmm. they go onto the platform live, and then I immediately share the crap out of that. Um the reason I do it live partly is because I juggle so many things and I don't have a big team around me at the moment to, to editorialize or to, um, to edit the videos or to do all the things. I've got one VA who's very new. Mm-hmm. It's done. Once it's live and it's on there and it's done. And so what happens next is whatever happens next.
1: But but, but that's all process. I mean, I... I yeah. I, You know, you can, you can, any, anyone who is interested in being more social or being a better marketer can dig into the process and the tactics. Um, that's not the thing that scares us or holds us back though. Right?
0: No, it's not, no, it's not. It's not. The thing that holds us back is, is fear. And, and it's fear of all sorts of things. So fear of criticism and judgment and fear of being wrong. I mean, mental health professionals, you know, the bulk of my clients are mental health professionals Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, fear of being wrong in a public space, fear of saying the wrong thing, fear of saying something that goes against the research, mm-hmm. you know, that, that, all that fear, we, that's like branded onto us at university, right? Um, and so I say to them, you're having a conversation with one person, no different to what you are in the consulting room when you're having a conversation with one person, explaining how anxiety works or explaining how depression works or explaining why meditation is useful. Uh, And that, that helps most people who stick their head up above the parapets and put themselves on social media, whether it's live or not, will attract some criticism. Mm -hmm. I've had some, I've had some amazing criticism. It's like this badge of honor now. Have you? So, Oh God. Yes.
1: I don't think, you know, I, I, I must not be outlandish enough or bold enough or, or big enough because i've mm. only received one piece of criticism once in like the second week i was doing it and it was so off yeah. base that i laughed at it um so i don't i don't maybe it, maybe i'm just not swinging hard enough here because <laughs> so far i've had just lots of support love or uh people just ignore yeah.
0: me <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 and that's the the bulk of what you get right that's about and so the fear that most people have about criticism It's like fear of crime. You know, your fear of Mm -hmm. crime far outstrips the actual incidence of crime. Mm -hmm. Um, Fear of criticism far outstrips the actual incidence of criticism. And the criticism I most famously got was uh, from others in my profession who threw some diagnostic labels my way because I was being out and public, you know, in social media land, you know, Mm -hmm. that we, there is this assumption and it's not just mental health professionals. I know this happens in a lot of professions that you're meant to stay within the four walls of our consulting room and remain invisible. Um, And so of course, once you step outside of that, you're making other people uncomfortable. And so they seek to become comfortable again by making you wrong. And so that happened Quite spectacularly to me a while ago, and um, and it's become the stuff of legend. I have to say, so, <laughs> uh, amongst my mentoring clients, every now and then they'll drag it out as a joke just to give me a bit of a rib. So, you know, so, so,
1: so, so tell me about this bet then. So you're talking to these people. So the
0: bet was, yes, yeah, the bet was that. Um, so they've uh, a couple of my mentoring clients um, have come up with this hashtag, Smacked mm-hmm. by Tess, uh, mm-hmm. which is what they every now and then. If I have if I've said no, you're going to do that this week, we're not listening to it, we're not having excuses that's going to happen today um mm-hmm. uh, invariably the comment will be smacked by test well oh, i just got smacked by test hashtag smacked by test so they're waiting they're waiting to see if you're going to get smacked by test oh wow some kind of, yeah yeah so that's the bit that's lucky, the bit. lucky the for me
1: is. lucky for me uh uh i was invited here and uh a yes, part of your circle who's going to get smacked,
0: smacked by <laughs> it. yeah well, Side I don't subscribe to violence. I don't subscribe to smacking. <laughs> but, oh really? Um, hmm. No, no. We won't no. get into that. Then. Well you? You're looking forward to that then? I'm sorry. <laughs> you.
1: I, That's my, not going to happen either. Wow my my thinking my thinking immediately went to the fact that I have four kids and parenting. Your thinking apparently went <laughs> to uh, the like you know S and M or something like that. This is this is an amazing like. I was thinking of my four kids and how some kids, you know, could use a smack and this and that, but, uh, okay. <laughs> it's in perspective. Here.
0: Wow. It's, it's, it's yeah. Okay. I was in an airport the other day and this woman was, was, uh, and I found myself really triggered and really challenged. I actually confronted a man in, uh, Croatia. Um, this would be nearly 11 years ago. I was in Croatia uh-huh. at the beach, very heavily pregnant and this big burly Croatian, he looked like a bodybuilder or some sort of bloke was wildly hitting his son. Mm. And I confronted him and threatened him with the police and all sorts of things Mm. Um, and stomped my pregnant self all the way back to my hotel room, very red in the face and flustered. I I get very triggered by that stuff. And I um, was at the airport the other day and, and, um, and i just wasn't able yeah the moment was gone by the time i was close enough to have said anything but uh, i was very close to saying Part of, partly partly just because of you know that i just don't don't subscribe to to, to smacking but i also now do a lot of work in child protection and mm. um, you know i know how um yeah what you see publicly for some families obviously for some families is mm. is very different to what you see privately and uh, yeah, yeah. There's a underbelly there. But that's another conversation. That's, that's another. That's <laughs> not really very lighthearted, taking the fun out of Australians conversation. So, talking about imperfect action. So, you know, my client population, one of the biggest achievements, you know, for them is when they burst that bubble and do a live stream to their mm-hmm. business page and they're talking about, you know, things that they're passionate about, but they're too, too, had been too scared to jump on live and have a conversation. You ask whether or not, you know, what do you do if someone jumps in or if nobody jumps in? Um, And that's where I think you do need to be clear on what it is you're going to talk about and whether or not you're going to respond. So I used to always respond to people coming on live. And I would recap sometimes, you know, um, not start from the beginning, but I might say, hey, yeah, we're talking about, I don't know, kids (laughs) we're talking about whatever we're talking about about. the benefit Um, of
1: striking your child to to gain dominance over them great topic yeah yeah
0: yeah 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 stop (laughs) so you know so for my clients i guess and just for people generally for people Mm -hmm. generally you know that fear um and so one of the things i say to them whenever i'm about to go live and certainly in the kitchen yesterday, I'm unboxing these amazing science kits. Um, you know, there is always that moment where I think, oh, oh, "Am I going to do this?" Oh. As soon as I'm talking, I'm fine, which is probably what will be on my headphones, on my headphones, <laughs> on my gravestone. On my headphones. As soon as she was talking, she, long was long she was fine. She was fine. Yeah. No, and then under <laughs> that, sure it just alive.
1: three dots and it says no longer speaking.
0: No longer speaking. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 She finally shut up. <laughs> he <laughs> well, so, it. So, she finally so, shut up.
1: So we don't have to get too deep on this, but basically, like, no. you know, if you were to right now to challenge me to do it, I would easily do it because it was just a yeah. challenge and it was something I would do. Yeah. Um, jumping yeah. on someone's live stream does not bother me at all. If yeah. I jumped on a live stream and I knew that there were, were a handful of people there, who would jump Mm -hmm. in interested in listening and had questions for me, it would be totally easy peasy as well. Um, I don't have a very good reason for why I haven't. I just know that I haven't. And now part of me, I'm I'm not psyching myself up so much that I'm afraid to, which is often Mm -hmm. the case. I'm actually psyching myself up because I think it's awesome that like, like I'm actually building significance now as the dude who won't go on live for some strange reason. So, uh, you know, A lot of people have done the like today, Mark. You will do this, right? And I say, yes, I will. And then life gets busy, and I go on, and it just
0: and you don't, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It just just doesn't even matter to me, yeah.
0: (laughs) Okay, so here's a question for you. Well, see, that's the other thing, you know. So I, yeah, the question is, is it fear, or is it you actually don't want to, or it doesn't interest you? Now, some people will say that because they're actually fearful and they don't want to acknowledge that they're fearful. Other people don't like to acknowledge that they actually don't want to do the thing. It just doesn't interest them. So mm-hmm. I did the, um, Evan's been doing his just woke up challenge mm-hmm. and he challenged me to do the just woke up challenge. And I did it for about three days. I did it, and for, it wasn't a one challenge. for one you day. It for one day,
1: the first day I woke up at 4:45, and I picked up my phone and I hit Instagram bleary eyed. And then I realized it's completely pitch black in here. No, no one can see me. So then I walked into the bathroom and, and hit record right before you, you know, when you flick on the lights for the first time yeah
0: yeah. and yeah.
1: I, I couldn't even open my eyes and I had like lines on my face and there was like drool. And so, yeah, again, I'm not easily, I'm not easily embarrassed. I don't think.
0: Yeah. 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 So I did, I stopped doing it cause it just wasn't a challenge to me. It wasn't a which challenge is, to me. Which is why you
1: challenged Evan with the, um, what was the challenge? The negativity challenge or something or
0: Yeah. Well, and... he called it the crap challenge. Yes. He called it the Dr. Tess crap challenge. I'm sure you I didn't like that. that name. I did not like that name. Um and that died a death thankfully because I really was not happy about the name. Oh. Um, but, the, but the whole the whole point the whole point for for Evan was to uh, and that's why he's now doing partly it's sort of linked to why he's doing the Just Work Up Challenge about, you know, just being more, um, you know, taking the sheen off. So Evan, all of Evan's stuff is very polished and um, letting people see more of the behind the scenes ever. I mean, I know he does that with his stories, but, but just allowing people in more to, mm-hmm. that everything's not perfect. So I did a, um, as you know, you know, we're, we're, preparing to move to melbourne not sydney i tell you what sydney's got cockroaches just so you know melbourne doesn't <laughs> um and I mean, ontario we
1: we have something called wood bugs here if you I go, so don't want go.
0: Them either. Called
1: wood bugs and they're these little beetle like things who like to just hide in clothes and they don't oh, no.
0: they're, not, they're not dirty no. they
1: just they just hide in your carpet and your clothes and and all that no, stuff i don't
0: want them no yeah. i don't want them either no no melbourne doesn't have any of those um <clears throat> But I, did a, I did a video for, um, for my mentoring clients um, about the processes that I've undertaken over the last number of years to be able to get to a point where my business can now function with me living in Melbourne. And I've traveled backwards and forwards. But, um, you know, it's really important to me that people don't just, you know, I don't, you know, Instagram perfect my life. You know, oh, wow, look at me. I'm now moving in, in Melbourne and everything's exciting. It is exciting and it's going to be great fun. But this has been years in the making, this,
1: but, this process. So, so uh, you know, I think on the surface level, I'm, I'm just pulling something up on my phone. so I yeah, yeah. But I think on the surface level, I think once you break that uh, limiting self-belief or that boundary, yes. I used to have a business coach that said that our comfort zones we think are our walls, yeah, yeah. but they're paper yeah, thin. Yeah. They're paper thin. You just push through them. Um, yeah. I, I think that the obvious fears are the fears that um, we can get over very quickly by jumping on that live. By, like because truthfully, yeah. you do a live, one, no one cares. No one's even following you yet. So it, your first live could be terrible and it doesn't matter. Because mm. It's the comedian who's only in front of three people, you know, in front yeah. of the audience. The audience yeah. isn't gonna remember how bad you are. And, you're, and by the time there's an audience there, you're gonna be much better. So the answer's mm. a start. But, but I think the, the more, um, the, the hidden fears, the fears that are more hidden, are once we're actually pretty comfortable with it, um, yeah. being, I don't know what the right word is, like going to bigger depths. Do, do you know what I mean? Like breaking, breaking through to the, whatever the next level is of your yeah, yeah. So, Like yeah. for example, like, so I don't know if you can see this picture or not. Can you see this picture?
0: Yes. Yeah. So okay.
1: I took a picture of myself <laughs> crying. Because,
0: oh, okay. I'm because, just saying the headphones on your cheek,
1: though. No, no. So, like, look, there's, like, yeah, right. there's like yeah, tears yeah, 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 yeah. in my eyes. So, yeah. in in September, Evan is beating me up on something, and, and, and I just – I think he's being absolutely ridiculous. And I hit the point where I'm just, like, I'm so tired of this. Like, I'm, I'm so tired of it. I'm not him. I'm just tired of everything. I'm tired of everything. Yeah. And so, I didn't have anything to say to him, and I couldn't say anything. So, I just texted him this photo. Uh, like, just, like, right now I'm crying. And I felt – I felt super uncomfortable doing it. I felt melodramatic. I felt like, you know, but I, I didn't know what words to say, so I just take this photo, I text it to him, I hit that send button, like when you hit live and suddenly you're live, yeah, yeah. hit send, it's gone. But a few days ago, I'm thinking like, I, I wonder if I should share this photo, this picture, um, on Instagram and, and, and talk about, you know, like, hey, everything's all shiny and everything's all perfect. I, and so I don't mm. mind sharing this photo to you or your audience right now in context. Yeah. I don't mind sharing this photo to Evan. We talked about it on the podcast. But I've really hesitated to actually post it Mm -hmm. because I feel like when I explain it to you and when I show it to you and there's all this tone and context and control and editorializing and narrative that I've talked about. Mm -hmm. And if I just post it, I'm worried one, people are going to be like, well, look at him just showing off with how sensitive he is, you know, or, or, oh, you know, like he's, he's, you know, he thinks everyone is so shiny. So he's just going the other way and using this moment to like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah,
0: that's, yeah, yeah. that's the actual, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: that's the actual more um, insidious, yeah. insidious. It's insidious. the yeah, yeah. thing that hurts us more it, for, for me. It's not the, it's not the obvious fears. It's all of those, all of those other deeper fears. So. You know, yeah, and that, that's, it's all mind reading.
0: But... Yeah, you, you know, we, 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 we as a, human beings love to think that what our thoughts tell us is a factual. Yeah, we love to believe. We, we, we don't question our thoughts. We just assume it's a fact. So as soon as the thought pops in there that someone's going to say X, Y, Z about us, we act as if that was a fact. And so mm-hmm. we don't do the thing because so-and-so is going to say X, Y, Z about mm-hmm me who the hell does she think she is you know or whatever it might be thoughts are thoughts they're not facts and you can choose to believe them or not you can choose to act against them or not you can choose to act despite them you know and that mind reading that we do is probably one of those really obvious uh examples of that that fear of criticism and judgment that comes in and and it's as if the person is standing right next to you saying it to your face that's how mm-hmm. we it, it makes a shrink you yeah, know, it makes us shrink, makes us sort of pull back from challenging that comfort zone. Post the damn thing. Well, and so, and so that's
1: the thing. Like, you know, I could, my story <clears throat> could help a lot of people. It could, for sure. Um, it could, I don't know, sure. it could It could help uh, younger people or men or women or whatever, right? You know, to, but but, yeah, yeah. but my biggest fear is that people will be like, oh, look, you know, look at that guy thinking he's so sensitive, right? You know, oh. He's so yeah. anti-toxic, um, yeah. men, 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 whatever it's called, masculinity. Look at him. He's so, you know, and, and that's why I'm yeah. like, hmm. and, and it's that look at me thing for me, for me. It's yeah. like, I, I want people, to, we've talked about yeah. this. I, I love yeah. people listening to me. I love people yeah. asking me questions. I love being yeah. the center of attention. I just don't want to appear to be loving it. <laughs> right?
0: Oh, I totally love it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be yeah. accused of loving it too much
0: well then claim it claim it you know i was an actor before i was a photographer of course i love being a center of attention you know um
1: but you're an extrovert but aren't
0: you? but it's well i'm actually not it's you're like i have this extrovert. yeah i have this extrovert mode and this is this is where i feel safe i feel safe with i feel safe on a stage i feel safe in a lecture theater in front of 400 students i used to lecture at the university i feel safe in a classroom i feel safe doing all this stuff but you put me in a a party Mm. with a bunch of people whether i know them or not um i don't feel so comfortable Mm. you know and and you overexpose me to Mm. conversations and i will need to pull away i will need to have my own space your next challenge
1: is to go to a party and live stream at that party in front of everyone
0: i oh, see. I would totally do that, but there'd be a glass of champagne or gin or something in my hand. And, uh, <laughs> it would be
1: different. Over, completely. Actually, see, not, but it's, no, it's, it's, it's sober, simply over. Simply because,
0: <laughs> no, well, no, I don't drink that much. No, I don't drink that much. I don't, I don't drink that much. But my point being, as soon as you, I'm the same. As soon as you make it a live stream, well, then it's a completely different conversation because mm-hmm. I'm talking to an audience and that's a safe conversation for me, um, mm-hmm. even if I don't know who's watching or even if nobody's watching. Um but um, I think that, you know, that idea of comfort zones being paper boundaries, you know, I, I think of them as being like a chalk, a chalk line on the floor. You can actually step beyond it. It's actually not difficult.
1: Oh, see, when you but said because chalk we tell line, ourselves it's difficult. I immediately thought of the outline of a dead body that they used to do in, in, in murder movies. So I didn't know where you were going with that, with the chalk line, you know, it's that like thing. But, yeah no, I,
0: was, I wasn't going there. So, I wasn't going so there. maybe
1: this is an Australian Canadian thing. What chalk line on the floor? What are you talking about?
0: <laughs> I'm just talking about drawing a line on the floor. You know, like why, you why would you it. draw a
1: line on the floor? Like, are you <sighs> talking about hopscotch? Like, what what line? What what is this? What are you talking about? Okay,
0: okay, okay. So imagine you're standing. We, we're we we're, we're making your comfort zone visible by drawing a line around yourself and say okay ah. if, as long as i'm as long as i'm inside this line i feel safe okay the the the, so the, the a battery, metaphor
1: the, the, the two okay a, a metaphor okay <laughs> <laughs> wow i'm gonna go back and screenshot that second you should never yeah, yeah, yeah. do anything like that in video because i can take a screenshot and make a meme of that i'm so
0: sure that you it. can oh It'll you see up in a second mm, 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 mm yeah right thanks okay in fact someone one of my clients and i were talking the other day about creating memes of each other i'm not sure that that's a conversation <laughs> anymore <laughs> i think but the point about point about comfort zones is they're just in your head mm-hmm. and when you draw you draw a circle around yourself with a piece of chalk and say, like, okay you're standing in your comfort zone yeah it's ridiculous. it becomes ridiculous, right? It becomes this oh well it's stupid. As, of course I it's can step as
1: ridiculous as putting chalk on the ground and putting yourself yeah,
0: in the Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So you're putting yourself in this ridiculous arbitrary line of chalk on the floor
1: mm-hmm.
0: and saying, I can't step out outside of that chalk circle because I'm scared. Well it's bullshit. Mm-hmm. It's a chalk circle. It's the same with your comfort zone, you know everything's hard. The first time you do it, riding a bike is hard. Riding a horse is hard. Ice skating is hard. Anything's hard. Yeah. You know, what are you so scared of? You know, you're scared of falling over. Well, if you mm-hmm. didn't fall over as a toddler, would you have learned to walk? You get up again and you try, you know, todd- toddlers, are great examples for not being afraid of failing. failing yeah, Tony, of Tony
1: Robbins has a, has a great story. I'm not sure if you've ever heard it. Right. Where he talks about, he talks about uh, like in, in hyperbole, what a, what a terrible parent would start yelling at the kid and getting all angry and saying, you're so stupid. How could you make a mistake? Like falling and, and suggesting you'll never walk. This is ridiculous. And that's the voice that we have in our head. That's
0: telling the voice us how are. Bad yeah.
1: We are, but you know, of course yeah. the parent says, no, get up, keep going. Kid tries yeah. for four months or six months and eventually they walk.
0: Yeah. Eventually they walk. That's yeah. it. Yeah. That's exactly right. So it's the same with taking, you know, everything that we do and you know, take that imperfect action. So for me, you know, I keep talking about this doing instagram live q a's and i dabbled with them in fact we talked live on instagram i think that yes. was the first time yes. we you talked were doing
1: your live and then i i i yeah. uh, said hi and then we jumped yeah, yeah. see i don't did, like it doesn't bother me
0: yeah so that's easy yeah. um i think for me the barrier is that i know that my audience on instagram is a it's larger but b it's um because it's larger, there's a lot more Americans. So it's mm. half, half of my Instagram audiences, oh, half of my, my audience across the board is American, but because the Instagram numbers are bigger, for some reason that propose that poses in my mind, some kind of extra layer of overthinking. And that's what it is with me. Mm. So then I get into, you're, you're, oh, what worried, time, what time? you're worried about the Americans. No, is <laughs> isn't everyone. No. <laughs> no, no. I love my American friends. Well, let, me have, um,
1: let me ask you a question so you have one of these amazing accents that i mean you, to you maybe i sound like i have an accent but to but to me obviously i don't yeah. so i don't yeah. i don't think canadians really have an accent I, I feel like we're fairly neutral but or we're confused uh-huh. oh, oh, oh,
0: i don't know about that
1: you don't okay so only people in newfoundland say a boot
0: really a boot and who's
1: and who's oh, yeah? yeah I mean, I don't know. I know. Because Newfies, positive Newfies positive. speak like partially Scottish, almost right? Yeah, like, well,
0: they do. Yeah, right. So, so like, that's
1: why they say a boot when they talk about going yeah. out in a boot, right? Out boot in a boot. boot, right? Out into the cold, right? Like they talk all weird, but we don't. We I say, love we, it. We say about, right? We say yeah, like you, you know, know. Yeah. The, the weirdest thing we say is root as opposed to route, like Americans, or roof instead I of. So we of say broth.
0: root. We say root instead of route. Yeah. My kids were arguing the other day about root versus route.
1: Yes. We say and aluminum and, uh, rather than aluminum, like the Brits. We
0: say aluminum.
1: You say aluminum? Yeah we, yeah. we go ahead and That's drop. We, we, yeah. We, we go ahead and drop a whole lot of you. We, two lighter in there, aluminum. But anyway, regardless of that, you have this amazing accent. So I, I imagine, or, or do you believe, this is the question, do you believe for your American audience, your Canadian audience, the worldly audience, do you believe that people with great accents have that perceived 20 or 30 point IQ bump. And people who speak slower with American accents to the world actually have the perceived 20 or 30 point IQ drop. Because I'm, I'm gonna be it's honest, the first yeah, the that I heard you, I was like, this, this looks like a pretty smart woman. And I don't know if it's <laughs> because you are smart or if it's because of your accent. And I just, I just don't know yet.
0: Let's let let's, let that remain a mystery, shall we?
1: <laughs> this is this is the dynamic you wanted in this show, right? <laughs>
0: this is a, yeah yeah right yeah right yeah yeah yeah. I think perceptions are all you know, like I hear myself speak, and I hear every now and then something sort of plummy jumps in, and I don't know where it comes from. And um, I do have a bit of a lisp, so I grew up. Um, I grew up very conscious of my you know, forming words in my mouth.
1: I as well. I could not you, say yeah, right. I could not say R.
0: So yeah, right. I
1: used to say mock and my sister's name was Shewel and and because I just could not say R. So I remember sitting with a speech person saying race car race car mm. and yes so now i try to articulate everything when i'm making a point but people yeah, just yeah, are yeah, pretentious. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well that's right so if i'm tired you can tell when i'm tired because my list will either my list will become more prominent or um i'm i, I sometimes feel like i sound like i'm drunk because i feel like i'm struggling to mm. formulate like my words clearly when mm. i'm tired but um, where's your
1: coffee Have you gotten your, has your husband dropped off your coffee?
0: Well, you could have got me one. No, no. Cafe won't be open yet and he can't make coffee.
1: He, what? what?
0: Like, 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 Um,
1: like emotionally, physically?
0: (laughs) Well, I don't drink instant. I don't drink instant coffee. Yeah, but he's not
1: capable of, of like grinding some things, putting them into a French press putting the water in or whatever you he's do
0: totally he's totally capable but i'm fussy and i've not taught him how to do ah it,
1: so. okay okay
0: yeah so it's on me it's on me it's on perfect on me. you would totally make me a coffee wouldn't you sign if i asked you to he would try oh he's gonna have this one uh yeah so he would make me a coffee if i asked but then i would i would have something to say about it so we're better off just avoiding that conversation yeah. Yeah. perfect <laughs>
1: Perfect. So what's, what's your advice? Having, <laughs> having been through this, you know, you're a clinician yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm going to host mode here, but you're, you know, you're a clinician okay. yourself. You we can take uh, turns.
0: See, that's the beauty of this, this show. We need to decide who's boss any minute.
1: Perfect. Uh, you may yeah. have been a step a- ahead of um, maybe more people in private practice or in maybe even the, the, um, the healthcare system, because you were a lecturer, you were on stage, you know, you have been out front, you are more entrepreneurial, but, yeah. but, you know, knowing so intimately, um, those that you coach and you work with, what's the, what's the first step, like the literal first step?
0: I think the literal, the literal first step, and this is something that, um, I didn't have clear words to articulate until I started reading E-Myth. I don't know if you've read E-Myth. Um, yeah.
1: Back in 2006, I read it.
0: Yeah. 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 Has it gotten
1: better over the years? (laughs)
0: I, I don't know. I, I have to confess. I've probably read like two pages. Got what I needed and went, ah, that's they're The words I needed. Perfect. And Those the, are the, the only two
1: pages you need to read. Yes.
0: There you go. So, um, and and the words I needed were, um, technician versus business, yes. you know? and so this is so as clinicians, and this happens in every profession I know. So you will be an excellent psychologist or social worker or dentist for that matter. And uh, you are so good at what you do, you've got a great reputation, you've networked really well, everybody knows you, everybody loves you. It's like, perfect, I really need to have a private practice. I really need to go into business myself. I, I could make much more money and have more flexibility, more time to do all the other things I want to do if I run my own business. Yet nobody's taught anyone, how to do that we just make it up as we go along and so of course invariably there comes a time when you realize getting by on the seats of my technical skills as a clinician isn't going to cut it as a business owner and the flexibility and the freedom is where is that where did that go and all the stress and all the worries and the cash flow and the this and the that let alone managing team members and all that sort of stuff so
1: what's when the first step? how
0: to do that the first step <laughs> is recognizing that so the first step is understanding that you do actually need to take time out of that daily grind mm-hmm. of running your business to actually step back and acknowledge that you're a business owner. And I get people to be thinking, you know, thinking about thinking about being a CEO.
1: So you're hard. CEO
0: in your business. It's really hard, but you've got to do it, and you've got to have. This is what I was getting at before about um, the conversation I had with them about moving to Melbourne. If you've got a CEO mindset and you're thinking three to five years in the future, you can make strategic decisions that get you there more easily if you've got that bigger picture vision because you know where you're going. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you're caught in the daily hamster wheel, all you're seeing is daily crisis, daily crisis, daily crisis, or daily whatever it is, and you're spinning your wheels all the time. So being able to step back and spend that time thinking about where, where is this going? Where, where do I actually want this to go? And what's the next strategic step for me? So for a lot of people, it's about investing in mentoring. So my clients obviously have made that step. They've already made that step. And then it's about saying, okay, um, all the things I assumed I needed in my business, maybe I need to re- rethink that. So mm. I've, had, I've had people who've been mentored by me who've been all about building up their business and then... At the end of a particular program one person in particular has stepped back and said do you know what i actually need is i actually need to have another job in addition to my business because i don't have experience in this particular clinical area and the only way i'm going to get that is being employed in a hospital or something like that that's a brave brave and I've, i've done a bunch of um posts recently about taking a detour is not the same as failing it's just recognizing you need to take a detour.
1: Oh, I love um, that. I, I'm, I'm, so, I'm so surprised when I speak to people who are ambitious and have goals, and yet they're not willing to do two or three years of whatever they need to do. Like, like maybe yeah. if, if in a career, it's actually, you know, I was in this field and now I'm going to this field and I'm going to have to start three or four levels below what I'm used to. Um, but if you're really good and you're committed, you're going to move up fast but, but people won't take that plunge or I need to pause what I'm doing here to be able to make room to do this. And they're unwilling to do that. They want everything all the time. So they don't do anything. Mm. And, and uh, I I love what you're saying about the detour. I might steal that.
0: Yeah. It's a powerful, well, go for it. It's a powerful (laughs) concept really because people are so scared of, of be, uh, well, people feel it's a failure, you know, Uh, Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm going to go and get a job, not because my business sucks, but because I want some extra skills. It's a different conversation um you know and i've had people who've decided um you know come in assuming they're going to buy their own space and practice out of their own building and do all those sorts of things and then through the journey of mentoring. and this is i don't tell people what to do mind you this is people reach these conclusions um through the process of, Mm. of mentoring um and then decided actually that doesn't serve my bigger picture goals which is to have more and more and more freedom and flexibility right if I'm saddled with a building that I have you know, responsibility and, and all that team and all that sort of stuff, they completely reshaping what their bigger, what their strategic current goals are
1: this so is, that they match is, those
0: longer term goals.
1: This is so funny. This mirrors almost any industry where I think people are craftspeople, technicians, as you said, yeah, but yeah, but there's yeah. a craft, there's a skill that you've developed. Mm. And people for years have been reaching out to, to try and, and ask, or, or they do ask, but to, to try and get a sense of how I built the company that I built and how I built it. And ultimately, you know, like truthfully, I, I'm, I started in film school. Um, I, I worked in television and then that led me to franchising and a bunch of other places, but uh, the long and the short of it, I love the business. Like I've always loved the business side of, and the strategic side of it. So it was super easy for me not to want to do any of the technical stuff. Like I don't like it. I, it was always like the worst part of my job. And so you know, if you're, if, if these people are going to come along and they love the, t- the craft, well, you're going to feel completely uh, saddled and strangled and, and like you're only spending 10% of your time on the craft when you spend the rest of your time on payroll and hiring and negotiating yeah. insurance and lease and, yeah. and reviewing NDAs and all this other stuff that you have to do. And, and I, I think. I, th- I think that's that's really key is I always say like, what type of business do you want what do you want to spend your days doing yeah um, and if it's practicing the craft then then don't go buy a building right <laughs>
0: <laughs> don't buy a building that's exactly right so we have a lot of um a lot of political stuff going on in in pre- mental health profession in Australia at the moment and it, and it affects how people choose to uh Charge their fees or influences decisions yeah. that people make about charging their fees, and um, you know, so Medicare in Australia is um, well established, and there's a rebate that people get um, for seeing some mental health professionals. And some people choose to bulk bill, which means that they take the rebate as their sole payment for that client from directly from the government. It's not. It's it's about rebates. Typically, are uh, up to fifty percent of the recommended fee for our professions often less than 50% of recommended fee for our profession. And so a lot of business owners get stuck in the clash between values. So their values driven decisions are around, I want to provide this service. I want to provide it to people who are struggling. That's okay.
1: Jonah, please. You can just leave that there. Hey, Jonah. (laughs) (laughs) He's he's walking around with a giant box of of grapefruit cups.
0: (laughs) Right. He didn't get the
1: memo.
0: (laughs) No, he didn't. So I guess, you know, this this values-driven decision-making around, I want to help people. I want to help people who can't afford to pay and I want to do this for free and I really blah, 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 blah. Mm. And that's really admirable. But does that fit with running a business? Mm -hmm. Does that fit? I mean, the recommended fee um, for psychology is built on the idea of what it costs to pay yourself a salary and run the business, right? And so if you're only taking 50% of that, you've only got enough money to run the business. You haven't got enough money to also pay yourself salary. Right. So I will say to people, is private practice the right fit for your values? And it's okay if it's not. It's okay if it's, if it's a better idea, if you to go and work for a, a charity or for a government agency or something like that, mm-hmm. maybe dabble in private practice on the side if you want to do that. But if it's, Going to clash with your values. That's a first. That's a first, like a first principles kind of conversation to be having with yourself. And that's a hard conversation for people to have because they want to have their own business. They want the freedom and flexibility that we all believe. This mythical freedom and flexibility that we all believe. It does not Um, exist.
1: I don't know. Like I don't. I don't know why we thought we would somehow be more free. It's just not the case. I've been doing this for fourteen years. Not the case.
0: It can, it gets to a point. So there's a tipping point where you can get to that. And that's, that's, you know, I've gotten to that point more recently. Um, but, you know, I mean, my business is 10 years old and I've been a psychologist when we are 20 and, um, you know, and, and it's taken again, strategic decision-making very deliberate decisions over the last two or three years that have led to this point.
1: And, and I shouldn't say it can't, there are certainly,
0: there, yeah, I mean, there, are list, ways.
1: There, there are lots of benefits that I have as the business owner yeah. that, my employees certainly do not well you get Uh, you get
0: to choose which work you do for example you
1: know uh no see i see that's funny i don't that's that's not it's not the case to a point i do i fill in every single gap where my staff do do not the type of benefits i have obviously you know you know there's there's financial benefits there's the ability to for taxation reasons to, to do whatever you want to do Um, I think last year I took nine weeks of vacation or something. Um, and it didn't, it's not that I didn't work hard the rest of the time. Um, there's just all of those fun little benefits.
0: Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. (laughs) But it's it's not what people imagine is it? It's not that, you know, working your own hours and earning the big bucks. So I think a lot of people think the dollars we charge are the dollars we put in our bank account at the end of the day, Mm. not taking into account all the insurances and the, photocopying paper and the, all, of the, all of the things. Well,
1: and, and maybe that's something we could talk about next time we connect. But, but I yeah. actually think that, that that financing thing holds people's growth back. So I know it, it, it really affects certain sides of companies in certain industries, but it's especially evident um, here in, in, in Canada and in America amongst realtors, uh, like real estate agents, where, where they believe that their commission is their pay and they do not mm-hmm. invest enough money in running the actual business. And I've mm-hmm. seen it with clinicians as well, where, where they go, well, you know, my hourly is my hourly. And you, and you go, yeah, but like, what are you doing to actually scale, grow, uh, admin, um, uh, you know, all of the work that goes into all the paperwork for all of the claims and insurance and cash payment and everything else, like, like the machine needs to run. And if you think yep. you're going to keep ninety two percent of this for yourself, uh, you are going to have a very poor rented company. <laughs> so that's
0: actually right. Yeah, yeah. Exactly
1: never hard. mind. Never mind growing growing your company through um, yeah. you know taking time off for being in the community or um, being on social media or hiring that assistant or whatever you know for marketing or yep. whatever it might be.
0: Yeah. So yeah. yeah. That's a big conversation. I think you're right. I think that's a big conversation. And given how much planning we've put into the content going forward, um, I, I wonder if we'll find time to talk again. <laughs> <laughs>
1: this, listen, I, I'm the guest here. This is your show. so
0: <laughs> Oh, my goodness me. Which is good. You know, this is, you know, it's, it's unstructured, which I really love. I love a conversation that just goes where it goes. So, um, all right. So, I, mean, I, you know, I,
1: I have a feeling that I'm Mm -hmm. going to start leaning on you and we're going to start having more structured conversations.
0: (laughs) Maybe. And I think our audience,
1: I think our audience will say,
0: might dictate
1: what (laughs) were you guys talking about? I don't, what, what, what happened? How did you get there? So there there is, there's a certain freedom that you, that, that you require, but, but I think we're going to become a little bit more structured as we do. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. All right. This was the thing. (laughs) <laughs> yeah this was a tough but i think i think you know this whole idea of of the fears that we are we have and and taking imperfect action and stepping outside your comfort zone i think we've sort of stayed loosely uh on on theme
1: i I'd, I'd say listen we won we clearly won the podcast
0: we totally won we yeah. won this this podcast is, is winning on all all levels mm-hmm. and until <laughs> next time <laughs> all right i'm going to stop the recording and then i'm going to say goodbye to you
1: <laughs> sounds good goodbye Wait audience. On a minute
0: a goodbye, goodbye audience we will see you again next time because we love you so much <laughs>